We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. If there are no salaries and people are acting like these looser the DraftKings salaries means you can have anybody, uh, that doesn't mean that you're that you're picking a team that's better than everybody else's. Like that's still the goal. Love. Exactly. That's Look what that's exactly love. what I mean. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more. Head over to rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, is Andrew Laird. And as always, for the month of October, we've been brought to you by Mac Weldon. Go over to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your order by using the promo code ROTOSOCCER. That's R-O-T-O, soccer, over at MacWeldon.com. Andrew, welcome into the week 10 edition of the preview pod. How you feeling this week? Uh, I felt pretty good last week, uh, and then Arsenal let me down. They've got another very um, winnable game this week, but last week told me not to get too excited. All right. Well, let's get into our game briefs brought to you by Mac Weldon. We have, as you just mentioned, the early game, 4.30 a.m. Pacific time. 
It is Arsenal going to Sunderland, and uh, I believe it's been no wins or no wins for the entire season for Sunderland, and Arsenal have not lost in six. I believe that is correct. So the numbers and the odds are in your favor, Andrew. Does that make you more or less comfortable? I'm indifferent. Okay. I would be shocked if the odds were not in the favor of the team that... If the odds were in favor of the team that has zero wins through nine games. So after stating the obvious of starting all the Arsenal guys that you'd like to start, Mm -hmm. um, would you start Jermaine Defoe in a game like this one where you know he likes to pop up against Arsenal? No. You just, you want nothing to do with anyone on Sunderland, Wabi Kazri, if he starts. Um, Yeah, I think Patrick Patrick Van Allen is not going to play. Or if he, uh, sorry, he will play, but he just, he, I don't know if he'll be worth it. Yeah. I don't think any, I think this is a total mismatch, even from a fantasy perspective there. There's nothing not on Sunday. Not even some Jordan Pickford saves. Uh, I, I guess. I mean, if, uh, I don't think, I don't even know if FanDuel is doing You think there are a, better options? Yes, I do. Everywhere. <laughs> okay. I, I I mean, we can harp on this game more if you'd like, if there's something Arsenal related that you'd like to point out. But uh, the only thing I, that, that the only thing that's worth pointing out is that Olivier Giroud returned uh, in the EFL Cup this week. And so theoretically, that assist. gives them what's that got an assist. Yes. So theoretically, that gives them a a potential player to start up front where Alexis Sanchez has been starting. So, uh, you know, there's a possibility that we could see some some movement up front but overall you know if he starts he's obviously going to be an excellent play i just would be hesitant in like an fpl format where you don't know if he's going to start so alexis sanchez well it is the first game so you'll know you'll be able to actually no no oh no you won't you you you, you, yeah the lock two hours before right um man that's tough on the west coast at 2 30 a.m lock time uh it's um so for uh, so here's my Here's my two cents. If Olivier Giroud comes back, I like Alexis Sanchez more because I don't think he's been that great playing the number nine. Uh, he was very good for a while. Um, yeah, and then like the he got cursed. Too. So you know, it's yeah. that those sort of things are out of his control. <laughs> That's true. They're completely in my control, and I will not let. I will not relinquish. That's right. No, but, I um, I think everybody's fine. I think uh, if Santi Cazorla is still out, which is possible, you know that puts Mesodozo on the ball a little more, but uh, he didn't really pay off last weekend against Burrow when that was the case. So I think you're still looking at Alexis or Theo Walcott. Yeah. 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 Not good. <laughs> Continuing the theme here, the, the theme of the weekend that I found was that the lower level teams that are on the road are traditionally terrible on the road and they're playing against big boy teams. Um. So, yeah. Well, they're not all on the road, though. Sunderland's at home. West Brom's at home. Um, well, I was thinking like Hull and Burnley. We'll get to them. Yeah. Well, let's get to Hull right now. Yeah. So Hull traveled to Vicarage Road to take on Watford. Hull have been humiliated in their past two road games. Yes. Uh, they've lost 5-1 and 6-1, respectively. Uh, and Watford tend to actually score some goals nowadays. Um, this has the potential, I think, to be one of the higher-scoring games of the weekend. So you think that Hull will be able to score? Maybe one or two, but I think oh, okay. Watford are the ones that will score. Yeah, I think uh, Robert Snodgrass's knee injury that's going to hold him out for a few weeks. Like I, we, 
you know, every time we talk about Hull, it's like, is it Snodgrass? And then you're like, well, I don't know. And it's like, well, anybody else? And there's just crickets. Um, I mean, you can, if you want to make a Abel Hernandez case, I'm not sure he's done anything since he got that um, face assist. Although I guess it was a face goal in the, op- well, was that the yeah. opener? Yeah. Diamande, by the way, is, has been charged with violent conduct. So oh. I don't think he's going to play. Lovely. Uh, from the he, he he was charged with violent conduct in the EFL Cup, so that will carry over to Premier League mm-hmm. games. Oh, uh, speaking of which, Sunderland may be without David Moyes as well because he got sent off uh, in their EFL Cup match, so he may have a touchline ban. But Does that matter? I don't know if that makes him better or not. <laughs> no, I mean, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, no, who knows? Uh, but anyway, they have they don't have a point. <laughs> they don't have a win all season. Yeah. How much difference could it make? They get another non-win? Good point. Um, Anyway, uh, Watford. I think Troy Deeney's been, like, really struggling. I believe I saw he he doesn't have a shot on target in his last two games. But, I mean, Hull had just given – Hull give up a lot of of everything to everybody. So there's just – if there's a a time where Deeney should be breaking out, it's this one. Yeah, uh, this would be the time. Uh, I agree with you there. Uh, I'm pretty sure Odion Igalo is not going to play, even though Watford has switched to a three-five-two. Um, it's Odion Igalo actually, but transfer subject of a transfer rumor to Napoli in in January for a nice fee. Actually, that would be a great so, business if Watford could actually pull that off. Um, I think the only but, way he starts is if success can't make it. I'm not sure success is fit enough to play. The one yeah. guy I was also looking at is I was wondering if Daryl Yanmot was going to get the start because um, he's basically lining up as a wing back when he does. He's, he's playing on the other side of Jose Olebas, so that's kind of an interesting pivot for because Olebas has gotten very expensive, specifically on DraftKings, just because, I mean, he, he really gets forward, and Yanmot is able to play that role just on the other side, so I wonder if he can get a little savings but still getting the the upside against a terrible hull side. Yeah, that's. I think you'll have to wait till game time to make that decision. Right. But in general, this is definitely a game where if you like a Watford option, this would be the game to do it, right? Yeah, 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 totally. I, yeah. I'm just not sure how, how deep you go after uh, Dini, Olebas, and and maybe Yanmat. Like, I'm not... Oh, you, you, you're not you're not buying into an Etienne, Etienne Kapu. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I think we may have. We will continue to not. Yeah, that. maybe he has one more goal in him for the season, but I don't think he has four more. Whatever he's up to now. Yeah, we 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 said that when he scored his first goal too. Good point. All right. Good point. We'll continue to say it now. Yes. Uh, why stop? Uh, we 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 said that I think for uh, every single goal of Jamie Vardy's eleven game goal streak. <laughs> we did. In fairness, all right. So did everybody else. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right, let's continue on with the ten o'clock games. We have West Brom travel. Uh, sorry, at home against Manchester City. This is the wrong time to play Man City for Tony Pulis trying to park the bus against the Manchester City team that is angry for not winning in a while <laughs> and just lost a derby. I think, yeah, I, I, I well, 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 West Brom. Oh, sorry, Man sorry, City not to Derby one. County, but to the Manchester Derby. C- correct, correct. In the EFL Cup, which the, is not really the same. Um. Okay. I think for the a derby is a derby. Well, yeah, just just look at the Manchester United fan, no Manchester City fans who trashed the bathroom and the toilets by ripping them <laughs> off the wall. Off the walls, yeah. Uh, 
Um, yeah, I, I think I think I think they were pretty. I think they, they they didn't think it was just an EFL Cup game. I got a. I watched a, a video that they posted on um, Manchester United's website. I, I watched it through Twitter, and they were interviewing uh, a few different people from each side, meaning just supporters. You know, a few kids were sprinkled in, and they asked uh, the Manchester. Or they asked each side that if you could take one player from the other team and put it on yours, who would you take? And all of the the I think it was the two or three um, United uh, fans said they would take either De Bruyne or Aguero, and they were like, you know, it was, pick your poison of like who you want. Who do you think the city player, city supporters wanted from United? It was unanimous. Nobody. Marcus Rashford. Ah. They all said Rashford. One guy who said he liked him because he was English, and my other thought was. It's hey, funny he's from to me, the area. right? He is. It's funny to me that they wanted Rashford, knowing they had Ianacho, because like basically everybody compares those two. I mean, the the similarities in terms of status in these clubs is pretty amazing. Um, although Rashford is playing much more, Ianacho scoring more, but like um, it was just I was I was very surprised to see that that Rashford was the answer. Although the you know wasn't Pogba, wasn't Ibrahimovic. I'm not sure who it would be after that, to be honest. <laughs> but it was surprising that it was Rashford to me. Yep, they're all wrong. It should be Pablo. <laughs> they're should all be. wrong. Yes. Just it, plain and simple. Anyway, fantasy Premier League wise uh, for this game here, uh, I mean, Nasser Chadley has the most goals plus assists among any midfielder uh, in the Premier League this season. He's got four goals and two assists. Um, is there. In ten week, in, in nine full game weeks, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Considering that he wasn't on West Brom for the first two of them. Yep. So um, it's it's been quite the run for him, and he he faces off against a City defense that's been beatable. Very much so. Uh, City also might be without Kevin De Bruyne. We had this exact same conversation last week, and then he ended up playing, but he only played forty five minutes, and he did not play in this EFL derby. So, you know, if he's out. Presumably, Silva takes on the this role that we've seen him have some success in. Not, not a ton, you know. It's, his fantasy upside isn't nearly as high as De Bruyne's in any situation. So, I'm not sure how they go about fitting that in. But um, that Chadley thing is kind of interesting. I'm just like, I mean, like you said, we've seen Man City are are, are beatable at least in terms of allowing goals and. Yeah, I mean, the only counterpoint is that they're usually beatable based on their own mistakes, <laughs> and a midfield tends to not take advantage of those own mistakes. It's usually the forward. The forward, yeah. Yeah, so like Salomon Rondon may get like a beautiful pass from John Stones. <laughs> right. Yeah, but there's really, you know, it, 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 I, I mean, I, I'm, Nasser Chadley is probably expensive enough or owned already if you're in a season-long league, so you're not going to really have much choice. But if he his price may not dictate any kind of value there because they're not likely to have the ball a lot. So in terms of the peripheral stats, I'm not sure how many he'll get you. You're going to you're going to be counting on goals and assists in a game where you're probably going to maybe get one or maximum two against City and I don't know. I, I think his price would be too expensive for that. Yeah, I think that's all fair. And then just and on the Manchester City side, like I I don't want to like state the obvious that like Kunaguero is a good start, you know what I mean? But yeah, I, I wonder if this is the right, <laughs> the right time to maybe not start him and let Ianacho yeah. have kind of a run out on his own. Oh, you mean just from a match from a Pep Guardiola perspective? Who yeah. wants to sell him in January, which is insane? <laughs> that's yeah, that's 
Are you talking about Aguero? Yeah. Yeah, that's not happening. But they also they do have Champions League next week, so theoretically you give Aguero a little bit of rest before And I believe it's against Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah. It's the back to back, right? The, yes, yes. They it play is. Barcelona again. Yeah, so I mean That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> no. They better they better win this one because then it's gonna be seven straight games with no win. Right. Yeah, that's gonna be really bad. So but yeah, I um I don't know, Ianacho, I feel like, you know, every time he scores, we're like, you know, he's done enough, and uh, Pep clearly is just not interested in starting Ianacho and Aguero together that much, so I don't know. You know, how Michigan, you know how Michigan lines up sometimes with, like, 10 men in a line? Right, yeah. Or 11 men in a line? I feel like you're going to see that, but flipped horizontally for Manchester, for West Brom. They're just going <laughs> to put, like all, 10, like, all 11 men on the goal line. Just the 10-0-0? Zero, zero. That's right. Okay. The 11-0-0. Yeah. <laughs> the starting 11 will be left post, right post, center, laying across the crossbar, upper left, laying across the crossbar, upper right, mm-hmm. uh, and fill in where you can. Hope they're wearing a cup. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to Manchester United. Uh, speaking of Manchester here, uh, they are at home to face my favorite goalie, Tom Heaton, bringing it to to Manchester United, bringing it to Old Trafford this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest, Manchester United haven't lit the world on fire offensively. No, uh, Burnley, but the only problem is Burnley. I don't believe have a point on the road this season, mm. not a single one. Mm. Uh, it, it's a bad home road split. So that that I mean. Not to say that it. Uh, I, I'm not still a huge fan of Tom Heaton's, but you know that surprise, maybe you know, like clean sheet tie zero zero, less likely. <laughs> I'd say so. All it means. Yeah, I mean, uh, <clears throat> we were talking about this earlier this week. So FanDuel launched their uh, Premier League game uh, this week, and they give their their goalie scoring is much different than DraftKings in that. Um, so on DraftKings, if you get a clean sheet win, that's worth ten points like right away. Uh, and on FanDuel, uh, a clean sheet is 10 points. So you don't even need the win. They actually don't even give points for a win. So that makes it almost seem like it's similar. But uh, DraftKings, you lose two points for every goal you allow. But for every save you allow, it's two points. So they kind of cancel each other out. But on FanDuel, you get three points for a save and minus one point for each goal allowed. So like basically saves are where you get all of your points. And when I logged in, there's Tom Heaton as basically the most expensive keeper. Um, and I'm like, well, the, clearly they haven't figured their pricing out. And it's like, no, he's by far the most valuable because of all these saves he makes. And now he's facing Manchester United, and you don't sound so confident. It's be- Another stat that I found this week, and I actually did some prep work, which is crazy, um, that Zlatan Ibrahimovic has the most wasted goal-scoring opportunities this season. What does that he is the mean? Least, it means that he's had clear chances to score and hasn't. Like those open headers, for example, it like I think it's like open headers within six yards, mm-hmm. uh, he, like and shots within I think like within twelve yards without anyone in front of him. He's missed the most of those among anyone else in the league. I assume he's taken the most. Uh, yeah, but he's. But my point is, he's not been clinical with his finishing, which is something you do associate with. Zlatan. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I'd still I still much prefer I, 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 the volume. The, 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 narr- the narrative is, is that he's not scoring the goals that you think that he should. Mm-hmm. And he's the when anti the- who always scores the goals he's supposed to. 
the funnier joke would have been he's the anti Etienne Capoue. Hmm. No thanks. <laughs> anyway, it just means that he hasn't he hasn't really been up to snuff. And so again, shouldn't that is... shouldn't that favor Tom Heaton even more? Well, I'm I'm, I'm astonished to... that you are I, not I... like leading this Tom Heaton bandwagon today. I. I'm nervous about it because oh. I feel that Manchester United could convert on the opportunities that they get. Oh, okay. So you think he's going to regress to the mean and the positive, you know, he'll Correct. positively regress. Positive, yes. I think this will be... It, Progress to the mean. Sure, if you will. It's, uh, it's, it's more a matter of the talent coming through when, you know, in a very easy matchup. Okay, okay. They'll, ha- they'll, have, the, they'll have the space to express themselves. Mm-hmm. All right, I mean, that's, that's reasonable. That doesn't necessarily mean I didn't pick Tom Heaton anyway. <laughs> but yeah, we'll find that out when we when we look at our DraftKings. Lineup. It does just seem to fit your narrative perfectly, so that's why I'm surprised that you're. Although I guess these missed opportunities makes you think that he'll start He's converting. Gonna, so yeah. yeah, like this will be like a this will be like a four or five one a four or five goal affair for United. And that's hard to cancel out with my. Yeah. Uh, interesting stat that I wanted to drop on this Manchester United game is that Manchester United have the third fewest chances created in the league. Only Hull and Burnley have created fewer chances than Manchester United who has, who, and they have one fewer than Sunderland. And I think, I think I saw that. I think De Bruyne leads the league in chances created, right? Or he's up there. He's and I think, there, num- yeah. I think number two is Dusan Tadic. Um, that seems reasonable. That seems. I'm, I was just like, part of me, um, you know, chances created. That's a. That's also a FanDuel stat. So people need to start paying attention to that one. But what was interesting about your, you know, that Ibrahimovic has all of these missed, um, theoretically missed good chances is that apparently they're not creating many chances, but the ones they are creating are to him, uh, which I guess shouldn't be overly surprising, but the. You know the idea that he's really the only one who they're going to isn't shouldn't be that surprising, I guess. Hmm. I don't know about that. It, it is it is it is surprising, but yeah, I can't. I'm trying to find. I'm actually trying to find the chances created list, and I just can't get the most up to date one. Hmm. But it actually, David Silva, I think, is up there in chances created uh, as well. So. That's uh, reasonable. Uh, I wish I could find it, but I just, yeah, I just can't. I, Dutan Tadic is second in most lists that I see, so I'm going to stick to that, that Dutan Tadic is second, which means that he's getting a lot of chances created, but not a lot of assists, mm-hmm. which means that they could be coming. Uh, I we, suppose. When we, talk, when we talk about Southampton, we can, we can discuss that more, but for Manchester United, going back to what we were originally talking about, just because they, I mean, a past, I used to say this all the time, but past performance doesn't dictate future behavior. Mm-hmm. And I think in this game, they will create a lot of chances. Yeah, I mean, it uh, it definitely, you know, it's a mismatch that should create that. So, yes. And Burnley, just simply put, they're not as good on the road as they are at home, mm-hmm. which, is, which can be said for every team. But when you don't have a single point on the road, that's worse than most. That's bad, yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm looking at the list. You are right that Tadic is second. Dimitri Payet's first. Yeah. It's Payet, Tadic, Punchin, Silva, and Firmino, and De Bruyne. 
And I think Nathan really Redmond's also in that. I think Nathan. <laughs> I think Nathan Redmond's in that near the top ten as well. As he is. Which I also if I if I went and kept going, yeah. So Firmino is five, and then the next five are De Bruyne, Willian, Nathan Redmond, Coutinho, and somehow Ross Barkley. Yeah, yeah. And Ross Barkley, who's now getting benched. Uh, I think he started the last few. He did get. He was benched previously, but I think he's back. In the good graces. But anyway, but but yeah, this but, should be. I'm surprised that we talked this long about a blowout after the Arsenal Sunderland conversation. Yeah, sorry. No, that's all right. <laughs> Ibrahimovic has the best odds to score any time score this week. Yeah, that's that's not surprising. Right. All right, let's move on. The best game of the best game of the ten o'clock slate. We'll get to in a second. So let's go. I, I, I just read it and I just anyway. I'm going to transition to the game that's two down from what I was just reading. Uh, <laughs> Middlesbrough are at home against Birdmouth, which means that it's a big Middlesbrough game because Birdmouth are just not like like Burnley are not very good on the road. So I actually like Burrow in this one. Who do you like? Good question, George Friend. <laughs> um, not much. I mean, as far as to, so here's here's an example of a game that I like more from like the betting angle than I do the fantasy angle because it middle a borough just not been predictable yeah in terms of production Burnmouth have at home on the road they have not so you know it's from a fantasy perspective I'm probably going to stay away from it but you know especially if there are any kind of odds that are in favor of borough I, I would do that on a betting angle well yeah okay I it's they're close um in fact it's I, Betting or odds wise, it's the closest game of the Saturday slate. So uh, I'm not sure that's overly surprising given the the matchups. But yeah, fantasy wise, I mean, uh, Antonio Barragon has been really good. Uh, if you want to take the other fullback, but yeah, I hate having to like rely on Alvaro Negredo or Stuani if he starts. Stuart Downing. Downing, yeah. I mean, Gaston Adam, Ramirez. Yeah, I was gonna say Adama Traore might get a start. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just he'd be the most exciting. He'd be the most exciting to put in your lineup. Like, oh, this this could either turn out to be two points or like twenty points. Yeah, I think you're. That's a GPP play right there. I guess. I guess. I'm not sure. I've seen enough of his finishing ability to think that he can score twenty something points. Uh just the just the just the cross just the crossing and getting into the box being dangerous. Yeah, you're not going to get twenty points out of anybody of his of his stature to get without a goal. I'm going overboard. <laughs> uh, just, just for effect. Uh, I mean, on the Burnmouth side, it's the fullbacks for me. Those are the most startable pieces. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. You should say that because um, we've been plugging or really, I don't want to take the, the plug away from you, but you've been plugging Charlie Daniels quite a bit. Do you know how many crosses he has in his last two games? Uh, nope. Zero. That doesn't matter. He's been scoring. <laughs> well, he, he had a goal and an assist in two games ago, and then he had seven fantasy points against Tottenham, which included a clean sheet. Like, he had one shot, one tackle, one interception. It was against Tottenham, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. They, were, they weren't attacking much. No. But the I'm just saying the, the cross numbers are not are not nearly high enough to only get the crosses. What, what, what were Smith's numbers in that game? Which one? The last two? Tottenham. Let's say Tottenham. Um, 
Also no crosses. He had 10 points as well. Five fouls drawn, four interceptions in the clean sheet. Yeah, they, they didn't have the ball. That's that's kind of mm-hmm. where I'm going with this. So, I mean, I think they'll have more of the ball against Burr. I don't think they'll have a ton of it, to be fair, because on the road, they will. They, they might try to shut it down. Yeah. Make it ugly. Yeah, I think Stanislas is still very questionable, so it's unclear. You know, if you if you think Burnmouth can score against Middlesbrough, I'm not sure where you go. Callum Wilson, I guess. I mean, they're all pretty – they're all goal-dependent after Stanislas. Yeah, I, I mean – I think my top three options are all going to be fullbacks. It'll be like Charlie Daniels, Adam Smith, George Friend, and Barragon. That's yeah. that's four. But you know, my top three is probably out of those four. Mm. Yay! Sounds like Excited. a fun. Sounds like a fun game. Yeah, let's get to the fun game though. Tottenham are at home against defending champs Leicester. Uh, I don't know what to make of Leicester. I just don't. Uh, I, I I I see that they have potential. Uh, I don't know if they're going to try to go for it in this one or if they're going to try to make it defensive. Uh, I mean, the fact that they put a 3-1 smackdown on Palace last week, who do have a very talented midfield in their own right, um, it, it's it, – I, I honestly – if Leicester go for it, if they put on – you know, if they put Musa on, if they put, you know, Slimani and Vardy out there, excuse me, and if they put uh, – and, and Mares on the other side, I mean, that's – that's a lot of speed for Tottenham to deal with, especially on the counters, where they have looked a little vulnerable. They don't haven't looked they haven't looked vulnerable much, period, this year. But when they do, it's on the counter, and those are guys that can counter. Yeah, I think they have enough speed to keep up with that, though. I mean, I mean, they have Kyle Walker, which helps, but yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, not... we're we're talking about this. As, they, they've given up four goals this entire season, <laughs> right, yeah. so not, I don't want to say that you know, like Tottenham are like really exposed here. Um, it's just a matter of whether, you know, I'm not sure what, I mean, well, we're going to find out what Leicester's intentions are this game by the line that they put out there. And I don't think all four of them would be out there anyway, but if they do, I think that's the best chance they'll have to like break through this excellent defensive side of Tottenham. Yeah. They, they've just been so bad on the road. Um, and with champions league, uh, Leicester, thank you. Um, Spurs have been pretty good everywhere, but like they, Leicester have allowed 15 goals this season and 13 of them are on the road and they have three goals scored on the road and eight at home. Like it's just, that's a a pretty sizable (laughs) split. And so that's like Burnley level splits. And like I said, with Champions League coming up, um, I'm just not sure either we, if we don't see the Leicester side that we think we'll see, um, like I think this is just going to be a gross like I don't want to call it grind out because like that's not really how Leicester plays but I just feel like this is going to be a very boring 1-1 because Spurs don't know how to score without Harry Kane and Leicester don't know how to play on the road for me I think it, I think it's like 1-0, 2-0 Tottenham uh, I actually think Tottenham can, can roll in this one to be honest if, wow. if, if it rolls one direction it would be towards Tottenham uh, and it all depends on how early they score to me uh, if, they, if they if they get one early, I mean the first fifteen twenty minutes can go a long way to dictating what the, you know what the final result will be, because if both, neither team has a goal, they're just going to continue in the slop in the midfield most likely. Uh, yeah. it, but if one team can get an early goal, that's going to really speed this game up. I guess. I guess. But, I guess. I I just don't see. Yeah, but it's unlikely. Tottenham have given up four goals this entire season. The next closest in terms of goals allowed is Everton, and they've mm. given up eight. Yeah, and Five if I told you, too. 
Do you think you can guess the three teams that have a better goal differential than Spurs? Um, I would assume it's the top, like Man City. Three out of the four yeah. that are above. Yep. But City is one. Arsenal, probably. Yep. And either Liverpool or Chelsea. Thank you. Yeah, but which one do you think it is? Uh, I'll say Chelsea since they just smashed United Correct. It 4 is. nothing. It is. But I, I thought I thought that was surprising that I, mean, I guess it is coming off the back of a four 0 victory, but you know Chelsea having a you know the second best goal differential in the league to me was just surprising to see. That's all. Yeah. yeah. I, I just was I just wasn't expecting that. Just a point of fact. I just right. I guess I just don't I don't see Tottenham breaking out with a number of goals. Yeah, I mean they've only scored thirteen on the season. Right. On, right, on right. the flip side of that. So, I mean, yeah, they're not, especially without Harry Kane, they've just kind of gone stagnant. But I'm saying if it rolls one direction, I think it's Tottenham, but I I don't think so. I think it's like one, maybe two. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Crystal Palace are at home against Liverpool. Do you think this will be a high scoring affair? Because I actually don't. Uh, I don't think Liverpool, uh, excuse me, I don't think Crystal Palace scores. Yeah, but it's a matter of like, do you think like Liverpool can get three or more? Um. I just I, don't. I, th- I think this is like a two-goal game, like a like a really dominating two-nil. Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. I, 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 three wouldn't surprise me. Four would surprise me, but three, three wouldn't. I think if, people are really underestimating how good Liverpool have been defensively this year. Yeah, um, it's been surpri- It's been surprising. It's not because particularly the defenses had to, you know, really you know hunker down and take on a bunch of onslaught. It's just that the pressing they've they've gotten the ball back at midfield. Right. It, it's really. It's like you know when Pochettino first came in, and and, and what uh, Manchester City theoretically are supposed to be doing, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, it's that's that's and also eventually Chelsea as well when they start really pressing high. Um, but it's fun to see Jurgen Klopp getting his players, and he's and he is getting his players now routinely. Yep. And now implementing his system and them having the fitness and the know and the know-how of playing the system, um, it's a really fun team to watch. You know, I, I, my brother who is trying to get into soccer a little more, I keep telling him you should probably support Liverpool because they they're going to play the way that you probably want to see it played. Where yeah, they may give up a goal or two, but they're going to try and score four every game. Yep, yep, totally agree. So yeah, they just um, I think a lot of it is also they they don't give up a lot of shots. Um, because they had the ball. That's what I mean. Yeah, I think uh, they've given up the fewest shots uh, this season, and uh, you know, you gotta. You need, this is shocking, I know, but you need to take shots to score goals, and so I think Wayne Gretzky said that. Yeah, yep, and John Starks uh, brought that up too one time. Sure. But uh, anyway, so yeah, like I keep reading things uh, where like you know, oh, Liverpool aren't that great defensively, and it's like, well whether they're good defensively or not, they're not giving up that many goals. And so and they're not giving up that many shots. And, you know, at that point, like what else do you want to say a defense is good? Like obviously Southampton and, and Spurs giving up whatever it is, five goals or eight goals this season. Like that's good. But ultimately, um, you know, what Liverpool's doing is solid. Now I'm not sure Crystal Palace can consistently put it together enough to to break them down this weekend. Uh, I definitely don't think so. Yeah. Uh, Jason Punchin uh, sounds like he's going to be out again, which means, you know, Kabai takes on a bigger role, but I'm not sure that's a good thing for them. 
was yeah, last that's weekend. Been, but that's been interesting too, because I mean, remember Johan Kabai was, you know, he he kind of was tail between his legs after PSG, you know, coming back to Crystal Palace of all places, and yeah. even now at Crystal Palace, he's still like tail tail in between his legs. <laughs> the team doesn't look as good when he's actually on the pitch. Yeah, like he that may was have to all Pardew. He, he may have that. to he may he may have to go back to Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, join join the Raffolution. Yeah, <laughs> Raffolution. Speaking of which, uh, Luis Pacheco is a, uh, a listener of ours. He's a big uh, Dwight Gale fan that I've learned, and I believe Dwight wow. Gale. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to. Does he know him personally? No. Does he do his taxes? I, I, think mean, he just, I don't understand. Does he do his taxes? I think he just likes the way he plays. But I'm pretty sure Dwight Gale. If he's not number one, he's like in the top three in goals scored in the championship this year. And that's where he belongs. We're not doing. We're not doing a fantasy champions league. A cha- not champions league. Fantasy <laughs> empower championship podcast. Mozinski mm. would rule that. For, run that for us anyway. Yes, he would. Him and his. Well, Darby. No, for not for long. Darby may be in the Premier League next season. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> He's so upset that you just said that now too. Go Rams! <laughs> D- didn't they just hire back um, Steve McLaren? Steve McLaren. Yeah. yeah. He hates Steve McLaren. All right. Uh, let's let's get on to the let's get on to the Sunday slate yeah, here. But here? well, yeah, exactly. Well, what we are going to talk about right now is how comfortable those new undershirts are. I did order my new undershirt from Mac Weldon, and they are comfortable. I have to say, I'm wearing. I, oh, you, I, already, I, you already got them. Yes. Oh, did you get a discount at all? Uh, yes, I did. I got a twenty percent discount by using the promo oh. code Roto Soccer. That's R O T O soccer s-o-c-c-e-r in case you don't know how to spell that either <laughs> uh it's no but uh, they're 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 light they're breathy they're they're breathable but they uh you know you know they they, they keep they, they keep everything um keeps everything cool that's the way that's the best way i can put it hmm, uh, that's what you hope for yeah exactly especially when you're wearing like a shirt and tie every day this week which i have been uh you know on the two because i got two of them so on the two days that i wore the mac weldon shirt much more comfortable Nice. I was thinking about how, and I don't know if a lot of our listeners are like this, but I, I tend to be like this, that I don't usually spend much money on my undergarments. Um, but I have done this with Mac Weldon and I kind of have moved them into this category of like, you know, if I'm like dressing up for anything, I'm, uh, you know, those instances, I got to wear a suit or, you know, I have a wedding or some sort of nice party and I wear these and they make me feel like, I'm actually dressed nicer than I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, well, well, for example, I have been saving the, uh, the socks this week, the Mack Weldon socks that we got. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the good socks. Those are the ones that I pull out when, uh, you know, for example, tomorrow I have to work a very long day and then I travel right afterwards and I need something that keeps me comfortable all day long. That's the Mack Weldon sock. There you go. I completely agree with you. All right. Let's go on to our Sunday slate, shall we? Uh, as I try to find it. Um, there it is. Uh, it's Everton at home against West Ham. Uh, uh, whatever. Uh, it, it should be exciting. Uh, it, uh, Dimitri Payet is going to be an exciting player every time he walks onto the pitch. Yannick Bellassi and Romelu Lukaku are the only two players of note recently from Everton. Um, if this is a game that you used to think that these two teams are in the same place because they're always in the middle of the table. Uh, but Everton have made a leap forward and West Ham have made a leap backwards this season thus far. Uh, but West Ham are coming off of back to back to back after the EFL cup clean sheets. Yeah. It's astonishing. Um, 
like this time last year, we would have expected this game to be like five, four. And now I'm not sure anybody's going to score. I, I, to be honest, I don't care about the EFL cup. I never have <laughs> even when Chelsea won it. I didn't care. Um, but it's, it is, it is impressive that West Ham did beat a second rate Chelsea side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A second rate. Had to, had to throw that in there. Um, well, I, it was. how are you going to win the quadruple? Oh, right. That's right. Never mind. Was that two it, years ago I, when they were talking about that? The quadruple? That's correct. Mm-hmm. Right before everything fell apart. Right. <laughs> no, that was the title year. That was Still... the, that, it, it came apart ruple by ruple. No yeah. quadruple, no triple, no double. <laughs> ruple by ruple. <laughs> Uh, it's a good currency joke in there. Too. I was just about to say that's a very good play on words with the ru- rubles. <laughs> as if... <laughs> anyway, uh, is it just those three guys, fantasy wise? Dimitri Payet, Romelu Lukaku, Yannick Bellassi. You don't like uh, Antonio? Uh, no, I, not especially not if he's playing right back. Well, it's wing back. It's wing back. You don't love care. your wing backs. He was more impressive as a midfielder than he was a wing back. Yeah. I'm just saying, wing back's better than right back. He's played him. both. He's yeah, played I think both. they're. I think they're. They're now on a back three. So they'll have him and Cresswell. Cresswell is basically a midfielder now. Or blah. however you wanted to find a wing back. Yeah. Blah. Okay. <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't see them as valuable anymore. I, I was, I, especially because we can't trade anybody in Iesa until November. I was really hoping that Next Antonio week. can have. Yeah, but it's too late now because Antonio's values dropped so far that he's not worth anything really in the trade market in the F stuff. Yeah. No one's going to try and trade any kind of valuable forward in a 20-team league. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. So I, I, I was that was three weeks too late. Three weeks ago, I probably could have gotten a decent forward for him. Now I can't. Sorry. Wham. Someone call a wambulance. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, anyway, I'm just... I'm just uh, Catching over here. <sighs> anyway, Seamus Coleman, would you start someone like that? No. What? No. <clears throat> no. Oviedo for the value? No, no, no. Okay. Just a three-man game in that one. All right. Yeah, for, for DraftKings, definitely. I, I tend to stay away from Barkley. Uh, Lanzini's upside is, is high, but his floor is so low. Um, I don't think this is the game Simone Zaza breaks out. And everyone else is... I'm telling you, he's going to get to nine games started, and they're going to bench him the rest of the season. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he's going to score nine goals, and I was about to hang up on you. No, no, I'm just, I'm just, like, I, I, I keep telling everyone when he gets to ten games started, that loan becomes permanent for a decent fee. Yeah, they're not going to want that. They're going to bench him. Hmm. Hmm. Not, not at the performances he showed. Yeah. But yeah, no, I don't, I don't see myself taking a ton of non-Piat. Belasi Lukaku guys from this game. I don't see myself taking any of those either. Yeah, this is one of those three maximum. Yeah, I think most people will be taking uh, players from the Southampton Chelsea game. If I take a guess, Um, uh, this is a very good matchup. I think this will be very entertaining. It's a game that I'm not looking forward to from a Chelsea perspective because Southampton are organized enough to you know to, to erase any kind of feel good they've been feeling. You know, so in the last couple of games in the three four three, Puel has actually done a very good job with Southampton this season. They're actually, I believe, 
uh, in the table, I think they're pretty much right at the same place as Everton, uh, like a couple points behind. Two points I think. back, yeah. Yeah, so two points back, losing Kuman and 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 Mane, Mane and others. Yeah. So I mean that that's a testament to how Brazio well Pelle. exactly. So you're proving my point. Yeah, I mean yeah. Puel has done a very good job, and in terms of you know non Kuman managers for manager of the year, he's right there. I agree. I agree. I, 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 you probably, I, I think the top three so far this season would probably be Klopp, Kuman, Puel. That seems reasonable. Uh, I, no. He, he wears the hell out of that black turtleneck. <laughs> the tac- in, in Archer terms, it's the tactile neck. <laughs> the tactical turtleneck. Uh. <laughs> He's just getting his archer his his archer Halloween costume out early. That's what he's doing. What do you think about Chelsea's uh, giving up goals? They don't seem to do it in Premier League matches anymore. The three four three has never been scored upon in a ninety minute game. Oh, I'm about to say in a forty five minute game, it certainly has. Yeah, been. ninety minute game, it's never been scored upon. <laughs> I got a different no. question for you. Thank Is you. Is Matic now like legitimately fantasy? You got to start thinking about it. You got to start thinking about it. That's five assists. Mm-hmm. I think he has the most assists among midfielders. It might be in the league. Yeah, it might be. I'm not might sure be there league. are any yeah. forwards of five. I think assists. he has assists. I think he has assists in three straight. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean that's. I think it's two out of no. It's two straight. Three out of five. That's not bad. That's not bad. He's very, very much usable on uh, FanDuel because they give points for passes, and he's got a decent number of passes on him. Yeah, uh, it's the three-four-three. He's been one of the big winners. Yeah, for sure. No one's a bigger winner than Marcus Alonso. It's, I'll say that. Well, I think Victor Moses is a bigger winner than Alonso. No, because he's not defensive eligible. Oh, I guess he's still. Plenty usable. Plenty usable. The so, who do you think scores in this match? It's always tough to predict. Uh, I, I mean, for Chelsea, as Hazard goes, the rest of the offense goes. Whether he's you know creating or scoring, uh, you know, I, I I mean, I like Hazard in this situation. Um, I think uh, you know between Virgil Van Dyke is one of the few players that's actually bigger and more physical than Diego Costa. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure Costa's going to have a great time. Yeah. In this one, um, for me, it's uh, you know like it would be more like a hazard. You know, potentially even Victor Moses is coming down the flank because especially with the three-five-two, I believe is what Southampton play or a five-man in the back. Um, you know, you could see more space on on the wings, mm-hmm. but again, that benefits a guy like Hazard as well. Yeah, it sounds like if Cedric Pedro, and Bertrand could be back. So. Usually when they did that, Bertrand basically was part of the three-man back line and, and Cedric's allowed to move forward, but they're both questionable, and, so who knows. And then who would play on the left wing back? Would that be Target or would it be No, Target's Steve out. McQueen? Yeah, probably Davis or... McQueen? Probably, uh, maybe McQueen, but probably Davis just yeah. because he's a thing. He's my le- and because he's my least favorite right. player on the team. Right, and then they have Romeo and Hoiberg in the middle. Yeah, oh, uh, uh, Romeo revenge game. <laughs> nice. Uh, 
went back to the vault on that one. <laughs> that was not an easy reference to make because he didn't play much for. He didn't play. I was going to say, did he ever play? No, not really. Yeah. He, actually, I think he he was on the championship, uh, championship, uh, UCL team. I believe that won. Really. And Bertrand. Ryan Bertrand started in the final. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Bert, yeah but there's a there's your revenge game. It's Bertrand, not Romeo. Fine. Oh man. Uh, fine. <laughs> Oriel Romeo revenge game. That's how we, you know how deep we go here on the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer we, Podcast. When it comes to Chelsea, I roll deep. <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, no for me for me this game is really it's really evenly matched, and because of that, it could have this could have a real stinker effect, like zero zero, really ugly. I'm um, not sure this game is going to be all that different than Everton West Ham. Yeah, that's it, it, it's. This game, I think this is more evenly matched than people think. I agree. Because Southampton are very well organized, and Southampton at home are very good, uh, just like most teams, again. You know, so they, ha- they have that going for them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my, my buddy Dave, who is a big Southampton fan, oh, yeah, I have to bring this up, because uh, I was Sofian Buffal scored a tremendous Oh, yeah, game. he did. I saw him. I, I saw the thing come up that he scored. I said, oh, geez, I'm going to have to hear about this on Thursday. That's right. And now you and now you're hearing about it. Sofian Buffal coming back from injury, scoring a tremendous goal. Uh, the I think it was yesterday, and yesterday being Wednesday, uh, we're recording this on a Thursday evening. Now, Buffal, I'm not sure he'll play in this one. This would be a really tough introduction. Uh, I, I thought I, the I NFL think, Cup didn't matter. It doesn't. Okay. That's again another reason why this would be a very difficult introduction. Okay. Remember, I said introduction as if this is the first time because the EFL. Do you see how I did there? Says, but you were saying he he looks good because he scored this goal. It's and it's, subtle, like the, it's it was subtlety. The goal was with in the EFL. It never happened. With a week eleven matchup against Hull. That would be a much better time to introduce Sofian Buffal to the starting lineup. I do anticipate that he'll be on the bench and available just in case. Do you think he starts for Davis? Is that his spot? Nope. Nope. It would be like a wing back. It's He's not like when he when he starts. He not get, no, he would he would probably start for Redmond. For that's his spot. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not I, sure I, Redmond is played to the point where he needs to be replaced. No, he hasn't. I, I, again, I don't. I, I don't expect Buffal to start. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think Buffal. I don't mean starts, now, but like when he does. Okay. It, it, it might it might require a system change yeah, if they're about really thinking about. It might be something that where they have to go three four three. Four three, yeah. They can have Buffal and Redmond, you know, uh, surrounding uh, Charlie Austin or Shane Long, whoever they want to put up there. Mm-hmm. I just but like either, that the three four three is becoming a little more popular since it's by far the most popular fantasy formation. No, actually, I'm sure enough people play three, four four two. But... There's enough three five twos as well. I was gonna say I thought four four two was actually the most popular. That's because some players, some uh, like for example, Perfect Eleven forces you to do four four two. You don't yeah. have a choice. Yeah, I should update that team. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go on to the Monday slate, Monday night soccer. We have Stoke at home against the American-led USA. USA. Uh, it is Bob Bradley taking on Stoke at the Bet three sixty five. That's still weird. <laughs> um, a lot they, of Americans in this game. A lot of Americans in this game, in that there are three. Is it three? I thought it was only two. Yeah, two. Who's the third? 
I was I was thinking there was a mystery third one, but he's uh, not. Lindy Gooch is on Sunderland, not Stoke. Correct. <laughs> Phil Bardsley is on Stoke and used to be on Sunderland. <laughs> uh, for those of you, for those of you who are joining us, I thought Phil Bardsley was on Sunderland well after he was on Stoke. It was like eight months. It was yes, almost an I, entire season. Yes, Might have been I'm our just, game week thirty-four podcast I, from I'm last year. To, I am just trying to provide some context mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to why you have made that joke. Now, uh, first on the Stoke side, Jared and Shakiri, of course, scored twice. Um, we had a little debate on Tuesday about which option we'd like to go, use going forward. And I still would maintain that I would prefer to have Arnautovic than Shakiri in this game. Why? Uh, he takes penalties. He's constantly more forward. Uh, he's He can both create and score when Shakiri tends to only do one of those two things. I and guess. also Shakiri tends to get hurt a lot. Well, I'm, I mean, we're... Can't predict that. I'm yeah. Sorry. I think the penalty thing is a little... Uh, I mean... I think you're you're putting value on something that will happen one to well, two it's times somebody, a year. It's I, mean, I think we also don't are, know if that's the case. I think they are of equal talent, so these are just like the superlatives that like puts like the the the, the, the nitpicking that they're they're close. Yeah, uh, Shakiri's on that, free kicks, so that's the, I think that's what really puts him ahead of Arnautovic and Joe Allen. Well, this is this is why you win at DraftKings and I don't. Uh, uh Wilfred Boney. Bonnie, excuse me. Uh, for Bonnie, uh, this this is a Bonnie revenge game. Sure is. <laughs> Though it really should be the other way. It should be the other way around. It should be a Swansea revenge game. Yeah, I don't think anybody is on that's I, I on would, this team was there when he was there. Maybe or I guess Sigurdsson. I, 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 I was about to say, not, not even on the defensive side for Swansea because like uh, Ashley Williams is yeah. no longer there. Uh, Federico Fernandez doesn't do anything anymore. That's right. Uh, so it's it's. You yeah. know, maybe Key is really fired up to be playing Wilfred Bonney again. Maybe Jordy Amat. Yeah, who I don't even think will play. Nope. Wrangle, he is, won't play. It's not good. This is not a good game to feature on a Monday night. I think this might it's be the like highest the scoring game of the three, I, I think though. The schedule maker forgot. The, I think the schedule makers forgot to schedule this game. They're like, oh, crap, where can we put this? Mm-hmm. Monday, no one else is there. Let's put them there. Yeah, maybe. Um. I think this might be the Ford highest scoring really game of the final three. I don't know. I don't think they're competent enough goal scoring wise to make it a high scoring affair. Stoke is. Like once every eight or nine games, they're competent enough. I think they haven't. They, I think they've scored multiple goals in two or three straight. Well, they definitely have. Is that, Allen scored is, twice. Is that, and then is that an accomplishment? Is that really an accomplishment? Yeah, of course. Multiple goals doesn't happen all the time. I'm just saying, if we're not expecting that many goals out of Southampton, Chelsea, or Everton, West Ham, I mean, not that everybody has to score, <laughs> that there have to be scores on every slate, but like it seems like this one should be more open just because the defenses aren't that great. It is a Monday night in October in Stoke. so Which means the ball will be moving around everywhere. That makes knows, it less yeah. likely it's going to score. Or we'll see one of hey. those like 90-yard goalie games. Lee Grant? <laughs> Clean sheet shutout win because he scored the goal. Real quick, who was whose last goalie to score? Tim Howard. That's correct. USA. All right. Uh, was that at Stoke? Uh, uh, good question. I don't know. <laughs> it could have been at West Brom. I don't remember. Could have been anywhere. Uh, yes, exactly. It was definitely in England. 
Now let's move on to our DraftKings lineup so I can humiliate myself one more time this season. I am. Uh, it is week ten, which means I am two and nine hmm. against you. It's getting uglier and uglier and uglier. So please, let's start off with the voice of reason, Andrew Laird, your goalkeeper and defense combo. Um, Bolton, by the way, was who he scored against. Um, I have Tom Heaton um, because you've tricked me into thinking that he should be good. Um, before I actually go any further, I find not, I find, um, I've had this conversation with a number of people that the pricing on DraftKings has gotten a lot looser. Um, and by looser, I mean, basically it's everybody's cheaper. And so you should be able to fit in more of the, the superstars that you want, which, um, some people are complaining about because it makes it, uh, a little easier. And for somebody who plays perfect 11 quite a bit, it, it doesn't make it any easier whatsoever. Like getting as many superstars as you can in your lineup doesn't at all mean that you're going to win. For Um, me, that's, that, that is a trick. That is a, that is a psychosomatic trick. I totally agree. The more stars you can have, (laughs) it's, it's, it's the same thing with the salary as well. Um, I I believe Renee Miller wrote a great book on this. Uh, it's, I, I, I forgot the name of the book. It's by Renee Miller. She's a she's a um, neuropsychologist, and she also does an emphasis on daily fantasy sports. I think she even used to do it for ESPN. But one of her one of her taglines there is the salary. If you feel like you have a lot of leftover salary, you feel that you have to use it when that is simply not true. Yeah, that is a trick your own mind is playing on you. If you feel like you have the best lineup and you have five thousand dollars remaining, go with it. Yeah, I was. Um... I was talking to, well, that's actually a strategy we've discussed on the MLS podcast, but I've also talked about it with Kevin Payne, who does a bunch of stuff for us. And not using all of your salary is actually a decent differential play. Um, and just like you said, like if you have built a team that you think um, can win and you've got 3000 bucks left over, uh, you're, you're making it worse by trying to fill in players that you don't necessarily want, but just happen to be more expensive. You're psychologically telling yourself that these players you're getting are better because they're more expensive when in fact uh, you already had the better players uh, yeah. and you're and, making and, it worse and, for yourself. And I've proven time and time again, uh, nine times out of 11 so far, that when I have everyone, every player at my disposal, I am a lot worse than when I just pick players at the beginning who I think are going to be good and consistent throughout the year. My season-long leagues, my season-long teams are doing great. My daily strategies are terrible because I have more choice. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so I will I, trick myself into anything is what <laughs> I'm trying. I definitely um, I disagree with the notion that making it easier to get more better players um, makes the game easier. Uh, the, there's... The, let, me, let, me just, let me just back you up a little bit. More better. Is that what I said? More, yeah, more in quantity, better players, not more better like they are better, better. Right, right, exactly. That was an incredibly poor choice of words. Um, <laughs> to get, so so, people react as if uh, the cheaper prices, and all of a sudden they're seeing more, um, more big name players in their teams. Uh, they act almost like every because of that everybody's going to pick the same guys. And when everybody's price is cheaper, that doesn't happen. Uh, it's just that you, you know, instead of having to grab some garbage defender because you wanted these three superstars, you can now get a better defender. Like the points rise, like everything rises with it. So the idea that the game is easier, um, 
theoretically, it then becomes easier for everybody. And if that's the case, then more people play and we're all better off that way. But that doesn't necessarily mean that like, like it's weird to me that people would like complain that the game is easier for them because that just means you're winning more money. This is like in poker when like, you know, when the tournaments got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and then the best of the best of the pros started complaining because they weren't winning as much. Right. Because more everyone had access. Yeah, yes. more people had access to it. And and they're like, oh, you got to make it like $50,000 for the entry. So most people can't afford it. And so we, and so like the, it, it that, that, it kind of reminded me of that. Like this is just giving people more access to the game because there's more players they've heard of and they mm-hmm. may select them and they have the ability to select them now. Yes. It, anyway, what the best part about this is that. Tom Heaton was the only name we've mentioned that we got to our smartest part of the podcast. <laughs> I think that reflects highly on Tom Heaton. Anyway, uh, please keep going with your goalkeeper and defensive selection. I think it was actually that I selected Heaton, and I was like, all right, I have to stop this insanity for a second and talk about something real here. But um, I do want to make one last point that, like, if this, if DraftKings or FanDuel or Yacht, wherever you played, like, if they offered a game that was completely without salary, the idea that, like, everybody would pick the same team uh, everybody, not only did, would, would that not happen, but it's also different because that's assuming that everybody would win. And the, if there are no salaries and people are acting like these looser DraftKings salaries means you can have anybody, uh, that doesn't mean that you're, that you're picking a team that's better than everybody else's. Like that's still Look a at goal. 11. Exactly. That's Look what, that's exactly 11. what I mean. Uh, you know, perfect. That, that is the example right there. I mean, of, you here you are you can have whoever you want who are you going to take and there are thousands of combinations of of teams that are being selected and millions. there's only one guy who's winning the whole thing or a girl excuse millions. me one person millions, millions. What, well i don't know if they're actually it was more yes. a user thing when, than anything else when, when you have when you have 11 slots to fill or it, yeah 11 slots to fill and there are well, i know more the combinations than... but that's not the okay fine anyway uh, I, so the way I built my team was more to prove how many players I could get in. Uh, so I paid 4,400 for Daryl Yanmott, uh, with the hope that he plays. And then I'm not sure what's going on with the Manchester United back line, but, um, Luke Shaw hasn't been in the 18 recently, but he, there's no real report of an injury. And with, uh, Chris Smalling banged up and Eric Bailly out for a while, if they have to move daily blend in, um, I think Luke Shaw might be able to get a start, and at $3,800 seems pretty um, pretty valuable to me. Marcos Rojo is another one. He came on last week um, and played. He's at $3,200. Um, and actually, I, I have Antonio Valencia in my utility spot, and he's a defender, so he's at 4800 So I have three defenders. Who was that third defender? I have Janmat, Shaw, and Valencia. I'm stunned. Because uh, I, I, I mean, Luke Shaw to me, that, I'm a little jealous. That was a good pick. Um, I'm surprised you also went with Valencia, and the reason why I'm surprised is because I, I know I just went off the, on this whole diatribe about how I'm not really that confident in Burnley, but Sam Vokes has been on fire, and the fact that Bai, the biggest and most physical of the defenders, is out does not bode well in that direction. Yeah, I'm not sure. I see. Burnley having enough possession to make that matter. I, totally, totally understandable. With that in mind, I also chose Tom Heaton because he's only thirty six hundred bucks. 
Yeah. Uh, that it, to me, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It, it, just for just as an example, uh, Boaz. No, Boaz Mahal doesn't start. But I'm trying, trying to think of like uh, even he is still ahead of him on price though. Um, I mean, Casper Schmeichel against Tottenham would been. I mean, that's not not great as a matchup. I actually don't mind Ben Foster against Man City. Without yeah, De Bruyne, saves. yeah, without De Bruyne and with you know with yeah. Champions League coming up, I know we Mandan- were... yeah, Mandanda against Liverpool forty one hundred. Yeah, awful, awful. Uh, Tom Heaton for five hundred dollars less. Tom Heaton for five hundred dollars more is a good value. Tom Heaton for five hundred dollars less is tremendous than Mandanda. Mm-hmm. Throwing that out there. All right, I will move on. I have Jose Holebas from Watford for fifty five hundred. He is very expensive. Yeah, and I have, I have Adam. Sorry, go on. And I have Adam Smith at five thousand for Burnham. No Chuck Daniels. He's one hundred dollars more. I don't have any money left over. Hmm. Okay. After you gave me the crossing numbers, I really and Luke Shaw at thirty eight hundred. I feel terrible about the Adam Smith pick. <laughs> Holy boss, I don't feel bad badly about. But Adam Smith, I was just like, oh, he's good. Yeah, but I, 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 I kind of tricked myself. We were just talking about this. I think I may have tricked myself here with Adam Smith. I'm shocked you didn't go George Friend at 47. Yeah, I thought about it. Thought about it. Literally, we asked about that game who your top play was, and you said George Friend, and there yeah, he is, I, 300 bucks less than Adam Smith. Uh, look, I'm not two and nine for nothing. What can I say? <laughs> All right, let me get to my midfielders. I have 300 bucks left, and if. Yanmat doesn't start. He automatically becomes George Friend on my team. I Thank you, you for that. All right. Sadio Mane at 8,000 is my first midfielder. Leroy Sané. I, I love the rhyming aspect of this. Leroy Sané has been starting uh, at 5,500. A Manchester City midfielder who gets forward at 5,500 is a good value to me, especially if De Bruyne is out. Uh, they may have to lean on other sources for goals and assists. Uh, but I like Mane and Sane, and I also have Roberto Firmino mm. in my flex at 8,200. Okay. Um, and then you have two forwards as your forwards? As I do have sounds. two forwards as my forwards. Okay. Um, I have, I actually have De Bruyne right now, um, because I made this lineup three days ago and decided to keep it. Um, so if he starts, obviously I'll start him. Uh, if he doesn't, um, it seems like I could easily just go to Firmino, although my other one is Coutinho, who I went with. Um, it seems like a total crapshoot. The The difficulty is I don't really want both of them. Um, and I don't want I don't both want two... Coutinho and Firmino. Right. I don't want two Liverpool midfielders because I'm just not sure they... I'm just not sure they, they blow out um, Crystal Palace, and that's kind of the only way I would take multiple... Um, Liverpool guys just so I'm I'm hoping it's Coutinho this week with the with De Bruyne and then my two forwards are Ibrahimovic and Aguero wow well Ibrahimovic I, I, I is 7300 which is we were, talk, we were talking about it before the podcast I'm like I know we're gonna have one similarity because I think we saw we both saw something we think is too good to be true <laughs> and that's Ibrahimovic at 7300 against Burnmouth yeah uh, Burnley the um Burnley. Burnley. he obviously hasn't been playing that well but like he He's shouldn't be right he shouldn't be cheaper than Eric Lamella and Deli Alley and Sun Hyung Min like that's come on he's the same yeah. as Adam Lalana 
Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yeah, I'm uh, with you. It's because he's goal dependent, and he hasn't been getting goals. Um, yeah, I, I would argue that Lalana is just as goal dependent. Yeah. So I also have Ibrahimovic, and I also picked Troy Deeney at 6,900. Oh, I really like that Deeney call. I just wasn't. I had to basically it's, give it's, up. I, I, have, Coutinho, I have two players. I could I have two players that will not get any peripheral stats? Yeah, sure do. <laughs> In fact, I actually have three of them because Mane doesn't get any either. I have four of them because Sane doesn't get any either. <laughs> oh wait, I have five of them. Firmino doesn't get any either. Yeah. <laughs> I have five players that need to score in order to get a lot of points. But they could like. Uh, it's conceivable. Yes. It's conceivable that they all get them. Yes. But you know, I also picked. It's also conceivable you could have 42 points by the end of the day. (laughs) I've done that more than once. 20 from Tom Heaton. I've done that more than once in this season. I'm so bad at this game. And on that note, we'll end this episode of the Roto-Wire Fantasy Soccer Podcast brought to you by Mack Weldon. One more time, go over to MacWeldon.com, 20% off your first order with the promo code ROTOSOCCER. For the far superior Andrew Laird, I am the far inferior Mike Gottlieb, wishing you the best of luck. Listen to Andrew for Game Week 10 of the Premier League slate. We will catch you next week. Good luck, everyone. Thank you for listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Oh, wow. You're actually wearing your hair down tonight. Yeah, because I finally decided that I love my hair. I figured out the solution for my morning frizz, midday poof, and even next day bedhead. It's Frizz E Secret Weapon Touch-Up Cream by John Frieda. Well, you and your hair look flawless. Flawless and touchable. Feel. Oh. See? It's soft, smooth ends, no flyaways, shiny. Well, I clearly need to get some because your hair looks amazing. Frizz E Secret Weapon, only from John Frieda.